0: Well, the December National Signing Day has come and pretty much gone, and there's never such a thing as putting a bow on it. As we exit day one, there's still some signatures for certain programs to sweat over and announcements in store and surprises that still could happen. Um, There's always a a look at um, how things play out at this time winners and losers we look at it in in the terms of that that is the narrative here's and we will discuss who has looked good and who has done a good job today or basically wrapping up the process of the past several months and how it looks today here's what's changed over the landscape and i think you know this and you know where i'm going with it where do these players end up 12 months from now Um, statistics tells us 75%, uh, yes, I said 75%, not pulling this number out, 75% of these players are going to end up somewhere else in a year. And the greater majority of the players on the schools that are ranked the highest, meaning the... Quote unquote five stars and a high level four stars are the ones most likely to transfer in a year. If you want to know why certain programs have success, it's the ones that can keep the players in their program. Even, you know, uh, a program like George is losing a lot. But always understand because you're not going to get the word out from the school. Why are certain players leaving? Is it because they want to go somewhere else? Or at the elite programs, is it because they haven't really cut the mustard and they're being pushed into the portal? That's what appears to be the case in places like Alabama and Georgia. So as we talk about who's done what, it's fine to look at it. But I tell everybody this every year, and it's no more evident now than in the history, that you don't win championships right now. It used to be this is the foundation. It's the lifeblood of your program. It's recruiting. Personnel acquisition, which used to be strictly recruiting, it's now recruiting and transfer portal. Only two ways you can get players. It's about getting them, but it's also about keeping them. And with today's transfer rules, along with NIL, your roster can get purged. So while we can laud who did well, let's see who really does the job of keeping them in the system and developing them. But we're going to discuss kind of the winners and losers, who's done a good job, go over some programs, and get into it. That is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast. Put on the Landry Football Podcast Network, which you can get by subscribing, liking, and sharing the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. A reminder: If you want more detailed breakdowns of recruiting, transfer portal, the breakdowns of, uh, of the college bowl games, you want the breakdowns of everything in the college game, everything in the NFL game, the breakdown of the games, free agency, the draft. You name you 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 want it, you like it. College, NFL, from a playing, coaching, scouting perspective, we got it covered for you. So let's take a look at some things that happened. Georgia clearly looked like a great class, best class in the country. The Maybe the teams that kind of trended up on this signing day because Georgia just kind of cruised in and wrapped up the number one class pretty much before today, but kind of put the icing on the cake, if you will. Alabama, um, you know, when you look at Alabama, they, they rose from about number three, number four early in the week to number two. And it's important they flipped four-star defensive line, Edrick Houston from Ohio State. And if Georgia had not flipped five-star safety, K.J. Bolden from Florida State, then we might be talking about Alabama's class as the number one class in the country. They did flip uh, the running back Kevin Riley from Miami and four-star athlete Arian Hampton from Texas. Early in the week, uh, Alabama earned a commitment from transfer LT Overton, a former top recruit that went to A&M less drama at Georgia. They got it done. Uh, they again flipped KJ Bolden, but basically kind of had the top class going in. The reclassification of uh, bona fide stud Ryan Williams, a five-star receiver, <coughs> pardon me, <clears throat> who reclassified from the class of 25 to 24, enhances the outlook of Alabama's class. Wilson was not expected to sign during the early signing period and instead will take Rick re- recruitment until February, but Alabama feels really good about their chances, and I do, too, hearing about it, which, you know, includes two elite corners also in this class, Jalen Mwakwe and Xavier Brown, that can help replenish a room that's going to lose Kool-Aid McEntry and likely going to lose Terry and Auto, Uh and five-star quarterback in Julian Sand, who could be the signal caller of the future when Jalen Miro moves on, at least after next year. Trending down was Florida. We talked about Florida for a while. Billy Napier's got a top five class. Can he hold on to it? Uh, It it got as high as three. Good shape. It's dropped all the way down to about 15. Um, Certainly, the fans, that staff, are not going to be happy with the direction of the program on how signing day went, even though they held on to the elite quarterback dj lagway from from texas and look that's a big gift for them had they not gotten him oh my goodness i don't know how we'd be discussing this this would be beyond bad <clears throat> consider the losses even without considering the fate of number six player lj mccray who is not signed yet four-star linebacker amarius williams flipped to auburn four-star linebacker adarius haynes flipped to miami And that was just over the course of a few hours. Earlier in the week, the Gators lost five-star safety, Xavier, um, Phil Sammy to Texas. The total number of decommitments in the class is 10. Well, a handful were drops. Florida began the day with the number 10th recruiting class because after some of them started to slip, they went from three all the way down to 10. Um, they'd, they'd They'd be about 15 right now. Uh, If you looked into the success of the 24 class as a reason to be optimistic about Napier's tenure and patient with him, it's going to be a lot better if McCray sticks with the Gators. But the 24 class just isn't what it could have been. And paired with the Gators' loss in the transfer portal, mainly Trevor Atien and defensive end Prince uh, Umalian, it's hard to find optimism here. And that brutal schedule, that's really, really bad. On the positive side, we're going to go back and forth here. Texas, top five class. It's Georgia and Alabama that are doing the best job of recruiting, along with Ohio State. If you're looking for the school that is looking most like they can do along the lines what Alabama and Georgia is doing, maybe not quite as good, but just right underneath them, it's Texas. They had a Had a great, in the middle of a great, not in the middle, excuse me, at the end of a great 23-football season that could find themselves in the national championship game, maybe even win it. We'll discuss that later here on the network as we break down those teams and those games. But um, if you look at it, look at their recruiting class. There's a a weak link on this team. It's the safety group. And it's going to be a strength in 24. They pulled off one of the biggest flips in the class earlier this week. They got five-star safety Xavier Filsami to stay in state rather than sign with Florida. We just mentioned that. <clears throat> a few days earlier, they landed elite safety Kobe Black, the nation's number five safety in the top 50 overall player. It's the best safety class in the country with two of the top five at the position. That's getting it done. Now, again, keep them in the program, develop them, all of that. We know that. We can't, determine who's going to leave now, but we can determine who's coming in. And that doesn't include the most impactful addition Texas that made this offseason. Clemson safety, Andrew Makuba, an Austin native who started all three seasons with the Tigers and is a plug-and-play guy. So, plug-and-play guy. So, a witness becomes a strength. <clears throat> in the portal, Texas is also landing four-star transfer wideout Matthew Golden by way of Houston. And on the recruiting trail, held on to five-star wideout Ryan Wingo. Despite late advances from Missouri, Wingo and Filsami are two of five four-stars in the hall. They have a top-five class. Um, and and probably would be ranked, if you take in transfer portal and recruiting, probably top three. Texas fans should be thrilled what Shark is doing, building this roster, as well as coaching the team. Program that continues to baffle In a negative way is usa um take a look at the highest ranked players on usc's football roster that rank number eighth in total team talent composite of the six former five stars on the roster four are leaving leaving behind as are two of the highest rated four stars were lake brown and mario williams for every major loss like caleb williams there's a Malachi Nelson, who clearly fallen out of Lincoln Riley's favor. And Corey Foreman, the top former recruiter, just didn't pan out. Say what you want. The Trojans are bleeding top-tier talent. And if you want to say players like Foreman or Nelson or Damani Jackson don't matter to Rylan, then, then what does it say about the current player development? They're not developing the previous players that were ranked highly. and that is alarming but it's now that the the recruiting class currently ranks a 20th in the country that's not a program or a team that can compete for a national championship again we're going to a 12 team playoff they're going into a tougher conference in the Big 10 um, but this 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 is alarming it's transfer class which i think was going to heat up ranks about 36 so all the glitz and glamour of Hollywood and USC, it is not taking root with Lincoln Riley on or off the field. Um, real problem. On the other side in that same conference, current, and going with them in the Big Ten is Oregon. <clears throat> this is the top five recruiting class for Oregon. And they also got Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore in the portal. They have a quarterback figured out in Gabriel. and. A backup quarterback in Dante Moore who could be the starter in 25. We'll see if they stay, but they're in pretty good shape. They don't have a better quarterback situation in the country right now than those two lined up. And if you got a quarterback, you can figure some of the other stuff out. They coveted wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan factored into the equation when uh, the quarterback situation in the equation when he flipped to Oregon from Ohio State on Wednesday. I think Ryan Pelham did as well. He flipped from USC. Um, Dan Lennon convinced transfer tackle Matthew Bedford to sign with Oregon over Colorado, where he was previously committed. Uh, he also got top 100 offensive tackle Jaquan McCoy, who Colorado also made a late push for. We love that in the Big Ten. Oregon's bringing in a recruiting class of two two five five-star defensive linemen, Aiden Breland, Elijah Rushing. They're also in the Final Four for four-star defensive lineman Jericho Johnson who's going to decide on Thursday. So he is recruiting and building a program at Oregon that looked very SEC like. Another program going down will continue to be Clemson. Um, they've got some headliners in this class. You know, Sammy Brown is a linebacker. That's a freakish athlete. Um, and I think the receiver, Brian Wesco could be a big time playmaker for them, but This is not the same level of of talent on the roster as they've had in the past. Um, They're losing eight scholarship players to the portal this cycle. In 23, they lost 12. In 22, they lost 11. In that time, Clemson has brought in two. That is, as in one, two total transfers to all serve as reserve quarterbacks. There are no incoming transfers this year. At the same time, the Tigers are signing the normal 25 signings per class. They're 22 this year in a recruiting class that ranks 12th nationally, third in the ACC. And it doesn't include the players are losing to graduation of the draft. <clears throat> real, real concerns there. i got to give some props. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Missouri. They are building off of a very good season on the field. It's a top 25 class. Two of Missouri's top five all-time signees come in the last three cycles, which is you know, why you got to get my hat off to drink. Commitment of five-star defensive lineman William um, Nawari happened a few months ago, but never wavered. He nearly pulled off late second flip of in-state five-star wideout Ryan Wingo, giving him a lot to think about before he decided to go to Texas. But that's okay. Four-star wide receiver Courtney Truchfield, um, top 50 player in the nation, committed to Missouri in the 19th, and um, he's a C.D. Lamb type of player. Uh, Missouri also landed the Portals' top offensive lineman, Caden Green from Oklahoma, in one of its top corners, uh, Toriano Pride from Clemson. Two other transfers have four-star ratings, and all the Tigers have 23rd ranked overall class, a 10 and 2 season, a date with Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. A lot of positives going on in Columbia, Missouri, much greater than what's going on in Columbia, South Carolina. I'll say Albert, top 10 class, big improvement over their past three classes, which are 21st and 23, 18 and 22, uh, and 28 and 21. Hugh Freeze getting a full year's big factor. They've been recruiting on a high level. They flipped the receiver Perry Thompson from Alabama. Thompson's a top 40 prospect in this class and a top in-state recruit. It's a real good get for them. And it's a sign that they're they're going to compete with Alabama. <clears throat> they also swiped five-star receiver Cameron Coleman from Texas AM. In five-star defensive end, Jamontia Waller from Florida. Coleman's the number six recruit overall, top receiver in the class. Pairing him with Thompson gives Auburn two excellent receivers for the future. They also flipped defensive end Maris Williams from the Gators. Waller is the number 19 prospect and the number four defensive end. Uh, Williams is a top 100 player. So lots of talent in this class that can come in and help right away. I'm also impressed with what Joey McGuire did at Texas Tech. He's been adding talent to this roster through the transfer portal, and through recruiting the past cycle one of the best recruiting classes uh, in 24 that they've had. They've got the five-star receiver, Michael Hudson. He's a top 13 overall recruit, number five out of Temple, Texas. Had offers from the likes of Florida, Georgia, Texas, Texas a Ohio State, plenty of others. For Texas Tech to be able to sign him, is huge. They also got a top 300 overall player in Chiki Opheli out of Rosewood, Texas, a defensive end, and an offensive lineman, Ellis Davis, from Prospect, Texas. Nebraska was able to put together a solid recruiting class in the 23 cycle <clears throat> when Matt Ruhl was hired in November of last year with four top 300 recruits. He brought in quite a few transfers to give them some immediate help, but he had more time to develop relationships in this 24 cycle, and it paid off. They pulled off one of the biggest flips with Dylan Riola, the quarterback from Georgia that I'm sure you've heard a lot about. He's a top 10 recruit overall, the number one pocket passing quarterback in the class. He helped the position in, uh, out immensely. He was getting someone who could um, uh, compete immediately. Um, remember, they took in Jeff Sims prior to the season, but he was benched before transferring out. The three quarterbacks that played this season combined for 1,631 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. Getting Riala could be big help on the field. <clears throat> His commitment could help them going forward. <clears throat> They're going to need, though I don't know that they can expect him to have the impact as a true freshman. but. They also signed two top 300 overall players in offensive line, um, guys in Grant Bricks and Preston Tuama, uh, along with the tight end Carter. And Allison. it's a really good class, really, really good class. Uh, Some other, uh, another program that I thought uh, struggled um, on signing day was Texas A&M. They went through a coaching change, so it's no fault of Mike Alco. They lost commitments from eight prospects in this cycle, including five-star receiver Cameron Coleman, who flipped to Auburn. Elko's got some rebuilding to do. Culturally, players that came under Jimbo Fisher and that vaunted greatest recruiting class ever was, they came mostly due to NIL. I said it when it happened. Aggie fans were frustrated. Um, hopefully they understand now what I was saying. and It's proven to be 100% accurate. They came for NIL and so they leave for that. You've got to build a culture of guys that want to be there. And then, oh, by the way, you can also have a good experience and, and get NIL money as well. Um, tremendous losses in the portal, misses on the recruiting trail. Wide receiver Drelon Miller, a top 80 recruit, flipped to Colorado. The previous staff also lost commitments from offensive lineman Weston Davis and Cohen Eccles, as well as defensive lineman Gabriel uh, Rellifort. They they have a top 25 class, which is a foreclosure from what they want to be, and that's top five. For, um, I'm wondering a little bit about Florida State. They're losing a lot of guys in the portal. This is the best class that Mike Norvell has signed during his tenure in Tallahassee. The Seminoles have had tremendous success signing players through the portal. However, this cycle could see them lose the top two players in the class, K.J. Bolden, Armando Blunt. it's the second time that Norvell and company have lost five-star recruits on signing day after Travis Hunter flipped him to Jackson State. So are they struggling to close? Bolden, the number 16 overall prospect, had Auburn and Georgia in pursuit up until the start of the early signing period. On Wednesday, Bolden flipped from Florida State to Georgia. Blunt, a five-star defensive lineman who flipped from Miami in October, could flip back to the Canes. And both prospects flip, it will damper a class that has 11 other top 300 level commitments. They did sign quarterback Luke uh, Krokomek, a top 150 prospect and a top 10 pocket passer, and could finish with the top 10 class. But closing out is an issue. Um, so, just some thoughts, not a complete uh, list. We've got more details over at landryfootball.com if you want to get. More detailed, and we think the best analysis from a former recruiting coordinator, um, scouting director in the NFL, good analysis of where the programs are, where the teams are, how it played out. We've got all the details for you at landryfootball.com. So take advantage of the holiday savings special that we've got at landryfootball.com today. Give the gift of football to a loved one in your family or to yourself and be the most informed football fan, college football, NFL. From a playing, coaching, scouting, front office perspective, we break down the game like no one else does. You can also um, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network so that you don't miss any of our football content. And we would appreciate it if you spread the word to your friends and family. Always great to be with you. We'll talk to you again next time, everybody. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 18 plus.